0: Just a quick note, guys. When I met Paulina, she did not have Spotify. I she, did not. She listened to music through YouTube.
1: Like a weirdo.
0: But you would listen
1: to... <laughs> for
0: years after like the it came out. Like, I'd see you watching like, the 2012 Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland set or something. Yeah. and It was like 2018 or something hey, like that.
1: They were really good.
0: I know, it was just funny though. <laughs>
1: Oh, and welcome back to your next episode of Educate Your Earbuds. My name is Paulina, and I'm Joe. How are you doing? I just was very excited to start I was gonna this say,
0: episode. Are you? Why are you excited? Is it because of what we're talking about today?
1: Yeah, I have been feeling serious FOMO all weekend. So let's just do our music recs and then dive into the topic.
0: Wow, you're an eager beaver today. I am. But, okay, I am indeed. Can I start off with mine first?
1: Absolutely.
0: So hopefully, y'all aren't tired of my rec from last. Episode because I have a similar one. This okay. week. It's another new disco song.
1: Okay. We've been liking the new disco here
0: Well, you know, I've always kind of been into it a little bit But yeah, I guess I'm mm-hmm. gonna kick these last couple weeks Bluetooth by Blue Tiger and Chromio
1: I have not heard of this song Have
0: you heard of the artist though?
1: I think so. I'm sure I definitely you've heard of, of Romeo. Yeah, I've seen them, but I think I've heard of Blue Did Tiger.
0: But it's another new disco song. I like it. I'll uh, check it out. Just thought I'd throw it out. But what about you?
1: So there was this one that's called Tripping Over Air by Aiden Bassett. This one's a very indie pop. Kind of sounds like beach weather, but then there's a specific part in the song that sounds very much like The Strokes, and anyone who's been a listener of the podcast knows I love The Strokes. Mm-hmm. So there's that one. It's really good for this like, summertime. So it's very vibey right now. And the other one is called Going Kokomo by Royal Otis. It's indie rock. I, again, I think I just listened to more like indie music over the summer for some reason. I'm not sure why. Get those summer vibes. Yeah, it's all about the vibes, man. <laughs> okay, obviously you guys saw what we're going to be talking about, but would you care to introduce the topic?
0: Yeah, so we'll take it away from those indie vibes, put it towards some EDM vibes. Exactly. That's what we'll be arguing. guess channeling this week's episode so for those who don't know we're currently in the middle of the first weekend of tomorrowland tomorrowland Mm -hmm. music festival with weekend two happening Obviously next Next weekend, weekend, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Who would have thunk it? (laughs) But yeah, so with that, we kind of wanted to go over information all about Tomorrowland, history of Tomorrowland, give you all the background of it.
1: Yeah, especially if you're like us and you've never been to Tomorrowland and are highly considering it. There's a ton of stuff. I mean, just obviously the history of Tomorrowland, but a ton of stuff that you would need to know. I feel like to prep. So this isn't going to be about that. It's going to be more about the history, and we're going to kind of geek out on it.
0: Yeah, and like Paule said, we have not been to Tomorrowland yet. It's definitely on our bucket list of festivals to go to. So hopefully we'll be going there soon. That way we can bring you kind of like we did with Coachella, like a prep episode and recap of our experience as well, because we know y'all like that.
1: Absolutely. So let's just get started. Obviously, if you guys don't know, Tomorrowland is probably one of the most iconic electronic dance music festivals in the entire world. I don't really know what made it grow to be so much bigger than other festivals because it's not the oldest I believe Ultra Music Festival is older Mm -hmm. and obviously there's some other EDM festivals that are older, but it's probably the most iconic. If you meet a fellow raver and you ask them, hey, what festival are you dying to go to that you've never been to? I'd say nine times out of ten, they'll say Tomorrowland.
0: I think Tomorrowland, this is, I'm just gonna go off on my personal, Mm -hmm. like, guessing with why it blew up so Mm -hmm. much. Not necessarily anything I've seen, but I think it was kind of one of those ones It was like right place, right timing kind of thing. Because it kind of corresponded with the growth of edm music in general and
1: i think with the growth of youtube
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah i'll talk
1: about that in a little bit but i think that the way that they decided to i guess televise is that what you would say something that is put on broadcast broadcast exactly the way that they decided to broadcast it i think was right time right place yeah like you said
0: also i think edm like european edm and Mm -hmm. rave culture is a lot different than american oh yeah edm and rave culture so i think that had something to do with it as well it's well
1: i think the u.s has been behind honestly from europe oh
0: yeah because i mean electronic music kind of originated in europe
1: i believe so but i guess with that we'll just get into some of the fast facts so it is held in boom belgium within the DeShore, i think that's how you pronounce it provincial recreational park so think about if you're in the u.s think about like a maybe smaller grant park type. like an
0: acl like yeah um in zilker park yeah something, something it like.
1: looks almost like an amphitheater so at least where the main stages. it kind of looks like you'd be able to be, you Like know, on
0: some green hills. Yeah,
1: exactly. The idea was conceived by brothers Manu and Michelle Beers. Mm-hmm. Beers? Again, we're not Belgian, so we're <sighs> going to be pronouncing this very poorly. There's about 10,000 people in the very first year, which was 2005, and now it occurs over the final two weekends of July with around 400,000 people. And you're going to get to all of how the attendance grew from 10, thousand to around 400,000. Yeah, they
0: had explosive growth. I'll get into it. I I have the attendance from different years and kind of some fun facts about those.
1: Mm -hmm. It has won numerous accolades and awards, including being voted five times in a row as best musical event of the year at the International Dance Music Awards. This part was wild to me. It employs only 80 people year round, but 12,000 people during the event. I'm more surprised that it's not more people year-round given the main stage production and just the details that it looks like it has for this festival.
0: Yeah, I saw one year it only had like 700 people working the festival or something like that. That's I mean, crazy it had to, have to been me. one of the smaller years. That's crazy but to me. I'm surprised it's not more than 80.
1: I know. I mean, I guess maybe... Maybe it's more
0: now. Maybe that was an older figure uh, just because of how much it's grown.
1: Maybe. I don't know, though. And one more interesting tidbit is that it's tied in attendance with both EDC Vegas and Lollapalooza. So it's again probably one of the bigger festivals in the world. Like if you exclude like Carnaval in Brazil and stuff that happens over multiple weeks or, or like, like a full month longer. Long. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I guess for those that don't know, Lollapalooza and EDC are also some of the largest music focused festivals the e- in the e- world. EDC also being EDM focused. Exactly. Like for those that don't know, can you s- remind everyone what EDC stands for?
1: Electric Daisy Carnival. Yeah. But okay, awesome. No, those are some
0: good facts so i guess i'll get into some of the attendance year mm-hmm. over year so as you said the first year was 2005 and it had okay. about 9,000 people okay it was only a one-day festival and also fun fact they gave <laughs> it was free what yeah can they, you
1: imagine being an original tomorrowland attendee
0: they let in people for free so they could fill up the event really yeah wow so, okay that's uh, interesting and that first year had some even some big names so who Ar- they have armin van buren what was performing the first year okay of it and then by the second year they had even more. They had Axwell from Swedish House Mafia, wow, okay. David Guetta,
1: uh, okay. who's I, th- I think
0: since probably been there a couple times.
1: I think a lot of these have been there a couple times, yeah. honestly.
0: By year two, it had, it's still a one-day event, but it had expanded to 15,000 people.
1: Okay, still big.
0: Yeah, year three in 2007 was when they started making it a two-day festival. I mean, okay. that's very common. A lot of music festivals go Yeah, I mean,
1: Saturday, Sunday.
0: And then 2008 is when it had its first big spurt of explosive growth. It went from 15,000 to 50,000. What? People, yeah. So it had more, more than doubled the prior year attendance. Any idea what Actually, happened that year
1: that tripled it?
0: No, I mean, like, again, like I said earlier, my personal theory is I think this just EDM in general started started taking over up. and then I agree I mean that's around the time YouTube and other like internet video sharing things were, started so, popping up. so festivals could be spread a little bit more mm. uh, the following year 2009 almost the same thing happened. It went all the way to 90,000 people.
1: I wonder how difficult it was for them to go through those giant increases with like one year difference. Very
0: hard to plan for, Mm -hmm. logistically speaking.
1: Well, yeah, because if you're thinking, I mean, obviously they knew if one year they sold 50,000, maybe they just saw that spot in the market. Who knows?
0: 2010, another big year, up to 120,000 attendees. Dang. And then in 2011, and this was the first year they decided to make it a 3-day festival it jumped up to 180,000 okay. attendees.
1: I mean yeah, I feel like at that point you kind of need to have more like days, days to, to spread it out. That, yeah.
0: Then for these next couple of years, up to twenty thirteen, it kept hovering around 180 000 to 200,000 attendees. Okay. One thing to note of 2013 though, it sold out in approximately one second.
1: So I how? What? Did I they have crash no the idea. website, I guess? I, I don't know. They like ticket I saw Taylor multiple Swifted
0: sources. It. Well, this was probably before bots were a huge thing to worry about. I mean, I'm sure there were bots around Yeah. buying tickets, but still.
1: That's why. I yeah. think 2013 was the first year that I started learning about Tomorrowland.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's when YouTube was really hitting its stride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it had str- hit its stride before that. But yeah. like live streaming of music festivals became a bigger thing. A bigger thing, thing. exactly. Mm-hmm. 2014, I want to call out specifically because it was the first year where they de- they split it into two weekends.
1: I mean, more profit. Mm-hmm. Why not?
0: And so, therefore, the attendance jumped double up to 360000
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. people.
0: That was the only year they did two weekends for a couple years. The next two years, they went back down to one weekend. Fast forward to 2017, they went back to two weekends. Okay. And ever since then, it's basically been two weekends with about 400,000 people attending huh. across the two weekends. Okay. 2020 and 2021 were canceled because Obviously. of COVID-19. Right. So 2022, they actually decided to make it a three-weekend event, and it had over 600,000 people.
1: So I wonder if they just did that because they missed out on extra revenue or...
0: Try to make some of it back. Probably both. I mean, they know a lot of people were missing out, so there was an opportunity for it. They knew they could probably sell those extra tickets, extra tickets because so many people weren't able to go across a number of years.
1: Did it sell out in 2020? do
0: you know? I would imagine so.
1: I would imagine so too. I was just curious. So what is it at this year?
0: So this past year they went back down to two weekends. So we'll see if in the future they decide to expand to three weekends. But this year it was two weekends back to kind of the normal 400,000.
1: They probably have the opportunity to do three weekends. I wonder if it's an issue with the residents.
0: Potentially.
1: Cause that would be a lot.
0: Takes I, over the town.
1: Yeah, uh, you know. exactly. Although although it, that brings money. So
0: yeah. So I actually looked into it. Tomorrowland in general brings in millions of dollars to the local and just yeah. Belgian economy. Up to brought in a hundred million dollars. What before? To, not in profit. Just
1: oh okay. Uh,
0: it, you know money right coming in from from all around the world. People right. travel from all over the place. Oh yeah. To go people here. really
1: do travel from everywhere. So I guess I kind of wanted to go into the themes and just a little bit of the history of Tomorrowland. Let's just start off with at first there wasn't a theme. A lot of people nowadays see the main stage and they see the history of that like the theme of that year and there's even books now that they come out with with like just four chapters of you know this was the basis of this year's theme.
0: Yeah so what What exactly do you know why they decided to do themes or?
1: I think it was probably just a good marketing idea mm-hmm. because if you think about it now at least when I think about Tomorrowland marlin i associate it with one of the first themes or like stage productions that they had was like a sun and a rainbow and i remember that was one of the first ones that i saw on youtube Mm -hmm. and so maybe that helps people think about oh wow like cool design let's create this whole they basically it feels like they're trying to export you out of the world and into this dream world yeah so i think the themes help with that
0: yeah the themes i will say also i noted this it does kind of correspond with some of the the first year they had a theme was one of the years they had huge amounts of growth
1: there you go in attendance so maybe they hired a marketing director and they said hey this would be a good idea because to my knowledge i don't know that many other music festivals that have themes per se mm-hmm. you know not not in the way that tomorrowland has it yeah
0: theirs are very different
1: yeah and they're very specific so the first year of a theme was 2009 and it was called masker it was basically a story of extravagant backstories of future years that were not yet in place it was very futuristic looking Mm -hmm. and this was the first time the festival ever sold out then 2010 was the zon like z-o-n or sun theme this is the one that i was talking about that was like the sun with a rainbow Mm -hmm. and it was focusing on the beauty and joy of the natural world and this is where i feel like it started showcasing the creative side and it was one of the first music festivals that really started focusing on like the main stage design so i don't know what came first the tomorrowland main stage design and then like the ed of the world and stuff with a big owl and like the rest of the EDM space seems to be very focused on the stage design and I don't necessarily see that in non-EDM festivals.
0: Well I know Tomorrowland is also very focused on it installations as well those are very well known Mm -hmm.
1: then in 2011 was the tree of life I don't know if this was the one that you were talking about but tickets sold out almost instantaneously this year also it was the first ever introduction of the video with the unmistakable voice of the narrator so anyone who's seen like a Tomorrowland set they'll hear the narrator saying people love Tomorrowland and like a little, little spiel and then now we bring you and then they'll say like the DJ name and who whoever's playing at that stage at the time. Mm -hmm. It's very iconic and known just to Tomorrowland. Yeah. And again, this was like you said, they added a third day to the fest. Then in 2012, they did the Book of Wisdom, and this featured a story of fairy tale keepers and the festival focused on the joy of books and fantasy lands. At this point, the festival had grown to include 400 DJs over three days. Mm -hmm. People from 75 different countries attended. And... They launched Tomorrowland, the YouTube channel, and it won the International Dance Music Award for Best Music Event for the first time ever. So I think 2012 was one of the years where you had, again, increasing popularity. Yeah. It was on YouTube. That's when I started seeing full sets. And I do remember seeing the main stage and thinking, wow, like that set design is so unique. I was just used to seeing, you know, the stage and like the two kind of big post not posters, but just textile with the name of the festival and that was it yeah like nothing major
0: just a quick note guys when I met Paulina she did not have Spotify I she, did not she listened to music through YouTube
1: like a weirdo
0: no I mean I still do that yeah but you would listen to <laughs> for years after the it came out I'd see you watching the 2012 Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland set or something yeah. and it was like 2018 or something hey, like that
1: they were really good
0: I know it was just funny though yeah
1: 2012 the theme was Arising of Life, and it followed the discovery of a brilliant scientist. In this year, there was 200 plus nationalities. That's crazy.
0: I think that's, I saw that's more than like a lot of years of like Olympics.
1: No way. Like, yeah. That's crazy. That's, I actually did not know that. 24 was the key to happiness, and this was the 10th edition of Tomorrowland, and it told the story of one man, a talented inventor who could bring joy and happiness in times of darkness with the help of a mythical key.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's why they did two weekends that first year. It was oh. the 10th anniversary. And they, they stopped it for a couple years until they brought it back.
1: Well, maybe Coachella will do something big this year for the, what is it, 20th 25th. Or 25th. Fingers crossed. Anyways, we're not talking about that. But <laughs> that year of Tomorrowland, there was the creation of the MTV documentary. And it had the composer Hans Zimmer combined with Tomorrowland to create a hymn, which was showcased at the event.
0: For those that don't know Hans Zimmer, he did the Batman Dark Knight movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Inception. Right. Big Christopher Nolan.
1: Very well known. And then 2015 was The Secret Kingdom of Melodia. This one I kind of equate it to A Journey into Narnia. It looked very Mm. like fantastical. Again, it was awarded the Best Global Festival for the fifth consecutive year. And readers of DJ Mag voted it as the world's best festival. So again, like if you keep getting voted as I'm the best of the best. Uh,
0: I will say that's a little bit biased coming from a DJ magazine and dance music music yeah, award but
1: whatever, whatever. I, again
0: i haven't been but looking at the pictures i see why it's voted like that they don't yeah. really seem to miss a lot of details oh
1: yeah no they're very detail oriented they also in 2015 had the first edition of tomorrowland brazil which you will talk about mm-hmm. and then later in 2015 the key to happiness main stage actually traveled to chattahoochee here in the u.s and you will talk about that because that was kind of a crazy tomorrow World. I will. then 2016 was the elixir of life. And it was a search for the perfect combination of ingredients to bring eternal bliss. Again, an elixir. 2016, one cool thing is that they saw a surprise set from Tiesto on the Thursday before the weekend started. I would have loved that because obviously I love Tiesto. <laughs> and then I'm almost positive this was the first year of Martin Garrix at Tomorrowland. Little when child. he was a baby? Yeah. Okay. Is he still in diapers? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this one, it, I, it's kind of hard to pronounce. In 2017 it was Amicorum spectacular this was kind of like a circus extravaganza, and they haven't really done anything like that since this year. Just thought that was an interesting one. 2018, again, this was an odd theme or like the uh, odd name for what they were trying to go for. Essentially, they were trying to go for like, Under the Sea, but they called hmm. it the story of Planzaxis, which Planzaxis is a small type of sea snail. Plan axis. So I don't know why they would call it that instead of, I mean, obviously, they're not going to say Under the Sea. That's basic. But
0: Under the sea. But it's just
1: kind of a weird name. This one, the festival sold out within an hour of launching. And then this was just one of the more morbid things of 2018. But that was the year that Avicii or Tim Berglund, the DJ, passed away. Mm-hmm. And he had become a staple performer at the festival for many years. And so that year, there was a lot of tributes in his memory. And the song Levels and Wake Me Up were the two most played songs across the four days. I can
0: imagine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, such good songs in general, and given that he was like a Tomorrowland staple, it just. Yeah. Very sad, very, very sad. But 2019, that was the Book of Wisdom, The Return. So because they were celebrating 15 years of Tomorrowland, they decided to return to one of their favorite themes, which was the 2012 Book of Wisdom. This was, again, pulling at the fairy tale and fantasy, and they were honoring where the festival had come. You're gonna love this part because in 2019, they decided to widen their horizons and invite pop phenoms such as Dua Lipa and BB Rexa.
0: Well, okay. I will say they make sense there because they're featured in a lot of EDM, EDM songs. I mean, BB Rexa.
1: She's in a lot. She's
0: in a ton. She's done stuff with
1: Martin, all, uh, David Guetta, all the DJs. Like, yeah.
0: So it makes sense that they were there. Right. I don't think that's out of the ordinary. I mean, I guess out of the ordinary in a sense. In
1: a sense, because it's an electronic. But it still fits exactly. Exactly. 2019 was also the year, the first year of Tomorrowland Winter, which is in the Swiss Alps, I believe. Mm-hmm. Then. Obviously, we all know what happened in 2020 and 2021. We were stuck at home. And so the festival turned virtual. Mm -hmm. And 2020 was the first edition of Tomorrowland Around the World. It actually happened on New Year's Eve, which I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know why we didn't watch it because we were hanging out doing nothing in like a hotel room. (laughs) We should have done that. And then 2021, again, second edition of Tomorrowland Around the World. And this day, it was again, two day virtual, but back in July. Yeah. And then 2022, and this was interesting because they called it the reflection of love, but that theme, they hinted at it back in 2019. So it's kind of interesting that it was already going to be titled the reflection of love before any of the COVID-19 stuff happened. I'm just surprised they almost knew what was going to happen with COVID and like predicted the last two crazy years. It was almost like forward thinking, but obviously they didn't know that we're going to have a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very interesting. And again, so the main theme of the reflection of love dedicated followers to finally be- being able to reconnect after three years apart. One crazy thing was there was 800 DJs.
0: I know. that That's what amazes me about all these, like not just that year, but like I know I think this year they have like 600 DJs. Right. That means they're having like, I mean, and some of them perform both weekends. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you have that many DJs across two weekends?
1: Well, a lot of them repeat.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But that you- There's s-
1: just that many DJs around the world. I guess.
0: I know, but I know you. Let's say you have fifteen stages. Yeah. Or something. Say you have ten sets a day. That's a hundred and fifty. Yeah. Where's the other? 350. 350?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Good question. Again, so this year the theme is going to be a aj- Achendo? I don't really know how to pronounce it. But basically the main stage looks kind of like a Disneyland castle, mm-hmm. at least from what I was looking at. And then reading some of the info, it looks like they're trying to go back to the fairy tale-esque yeah. themes. So that being said, I do want to hand it over to you with some final fun facts.
0: Yeah. So this, I kind of looked up some more of the background details. Like other things that go on within Tomorrowland and around its universe, I okay. guess I don't know. So they've actually done a couple spinoffs. You kind of touched on mm-hmm. Tomorrowland Brazil, Tomorrowland Winter, and Tomorrow World.
1: Okay. So when was the first years of all of them?
0: Tomorrowland Brazil. It's had two occurrences, and it actually has its third one slated for this year.
1: Oh wait, really? Mm-hmm. It's only the third one this year?
0: Yeah. So they they had its first one in 2015. Okay. They had a follow up in 2016, but then they went on a hiatus. For a number of years. There were some worries about Brazil's economic stability.
1: Well, and they've had so much crazy stuff going on politically.
0: So 2023, I think it's going to happen in October this year. Okay, It's finally going to be returning.
1: I wonder if it's going to stay or if it's going to be like Tomorrow World that you're going to talk about.
0: TBD. Tomorrowland Winter is another one. That one's the newest. It's the newest. The first occurrence was in 2019 Mm -hmm. and it's had two fall-ons, 2022 and 2023. Okay. It happened earlier this year in March. Okay. It's that like, it's snowy. You can buy ski passes with it. This one
1: seems bougie. It seems for like the rich Europeans. I don't
0: know, but yeah, it seems interesting. I don't yeah. know. I feel like it'd be a little too cold, at least for me.
1: I agree, but I mean, it's all about that apprised ski.
0: About the what?
1: It literally means after skiing, which in the U.S. I feel like is about... Drinking after skiing and so that you drink more and you get warm.
0: (laughs) What was that word though?
1: Après ski.
0: Sure. (laughs) We'll go with that. But yeah, no, I mean, it seems like an interesting idea. Not sure if it'd be my cup of tea.
1: Yeah. Although it would be really pretty though. Think about it. You're up on a mountain with like the beautiful white snowy background. I guess.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Not sure if it's for me. That's fair. Uh, they also have Tomorrow World, which it was its American spinoff. Mm-hmm. So that was taking place in Georgia. It had three occurrences, 2013, 2014, and 2015. Okay. First two years went pretty well. They brought it back for 2015, and it completely fell apart.
1: And then because of that, did they decide to never yeah, like touch it again? They
0: haven't touched it since.
1: That's a bummer because it would be so much easier for us to go to Tomorrow World than yeah. Tomorrow Land. So
0: one thing to note, I think these spinoffs have reused some of the previous themes. They have, you yeah, know, just to make it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. They don't have to make new set designs or anything like that. But 2015, it had terrible storms. It flooded and destroyed a lot of the area. So actually, I, I was reading about some of what happened in 2015. It was so muddy that. They couldn't get like enough shuttles over there so for people who weren't staying on site a bunch of them had to hike miles away through uh you know, through
1: like muddy forest
0: muddy forest to like get to where ubers and taxis could pick them up oh man and then also because there were so many people like these Ubers and taxis were super expensive. Oh, I'm sure those surge prices. And stuff.
1: Well, also, if you said it flooded, did the campgrounds flood too?
0: Well, so I think if you were on the campgrounds, you could stay there. I'm sure it was, it was probably pretty. pretty miserable. Yeah. But also, I think for a lot of the people staying off, they didn't let them back in because it was so difficult to get in. So they had to give them refunds. Oh, wow. To a bunch of people. And reading about this, they picked this location in Georgia because it kind of mirrors the look of Boom, Belgium. That- uh, that's that's why they picked it and then 2015 it was such a mess that they just haven't touched it since
1: i hope they touch it again but they learn like i guess that's why coachella is in the desert You're you are not have gonna to have worry to about deal rain with we- exactly. almost ever exactly mm-hmm. i mean you'll deal with heat but that any summer it's, festival will have it yeah
0: and it's predictable right even if it's a difficult or harsh setting if it's predictable you can plan for it exactly this storm just completely threw it off in 2015 and they're like nope not not going back.
1: Make uh, it bring it back Tomorrowland. If you guys hear this, please. It would make our lives easier. So
0: as far as I know, there's no plan to bring Tomorrow World back at the moment. Boo, But and then last kind of spin-off I wanted to touch on is something called Unite with Tomorrowland.
1: Okay, what is that?
0: It's actually a cool little virtual type dealio that okay. they're doing. They basically do live streams of the festival. Oh, in, okay. In different locations around the world. And they have like synch- synchronized effect and some live performers with it. Oh, that's cool. So actually. it's kind of like mini performances. Tomorrow, yeah, so it's not quite the same thing but it helps spread that music and stuff to places around the world mm. so they've done the uae malta lebanon south korea spain like so a bunch of different That's countries really cool. and continents around the world yeah i mean it's basically a live stream it's kind of the same like you have like live streams of sporting events like in the hometown mm,
1: i see uh, and like how they do it in the world cup and stuff they'll set up in like a big square exactly
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so it's kind of like that i like that I know you looked up some other like weird details, like some background on the logo and and stages and stuff.
1: Yeah, this was just some of the fun facts that I was curious about. But as far as the festival logo, I think a lot of people that have looked into Tomorrowland know that it's the iconic butterfly with a crown and an eye. And so, I was just curious if that had any symbolism, and it does. So, the butterfly symbolizes freedom, the beauty of nature, and the purity of the human soul. Mm-hmm. The crown symbolizes equality and stewardship, and the eye encourages people to look out for each other and appreciate nature's beauty. Then there's four background colors and they represent the classic elements of nature. So water, earth, fire, and air.
0: Is the butterfly the avatar?
1: Oh my gosh, the last airbender. <laughs> it is not, but I, I just thought it was kind of cool that they actually put some thought into, I mean, obviously everyone puts a thought into the logo, but I didn't realize that it had it was symbolic for anything.
0: Well, I know a lot of music festivals like this, EDMs, specifically definitely try to they it's kind of more about freedom of expression they want exactly. people to be themselves it seems like Tomorrowland really mm-hmm. emphasizes that mm-hmm. they like want to create safe space for anyone to kind of be themselves do whatever they want I know they are a lot stricter on like drug policies and keeping yeah. everyone safe than I mean most festivals are pretty good about that but mm-hmm. Tomorrowland takes it again to another level they're trying to create a very positive environment for music
1: yeah so I just thought that was really cool and then one of other- thing that I wanted to talk about like we said there's over 600 DJs this year and there are 13 stages if I counted correctly for 2023 they're really really interesting and intricate designs and stuff like that they're all very different they are and so I just wanted to touch on four of the ones that I thought were very cool obviously there's the main stage so this is where the biggest headliners and more mainstream music is gonna be and huge huge firework displays the set design is amazing. The main stage is what you will see when you're looking at most of the YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Then there is the freedom stage and it's often described as Tomorrowland's second like main stage. Okay. This stage is a three floor open warehouse design and it looks like just a big giant club honestly. Really? Like a big EDM hmm. club with lasers everywhere and like dragonflies in this in the ceiling. It's very cool. It looks like it probably took a lot of engineering work to design it, honestly. Yeah. Then there's the Rose Garden and this one's one of the oldest stages at Tomorrowland. And its most iconic feature is a giant mechanical dragon that moves constantly. <laughs> That's
0: cool. Yeah.
1: It has a mouth opening and blinking and there's also steam jets located inside of the mouth and nose to give the impression that it's breathing smoke.
0: They gotta have a like a flamethrower though. You know, I know. Like those well, that probably be, yeah. at, festi- at festivals. And yeah. Stuff. I'm sure they could pull it off. I'm
1: sure they probably have it on there, but that one just looks really cool when you look at the pictures. And then the last one, this one is just very fairy tale esque, very picturesque. But it's called the Crystal Garden, and it's a stage that's actually drifting on water, and water streams like on all. All sides of it. So it, it feels like you're inside of a fountain. That's cool. It's super cool. It looks very, very cool. The way that they described it, I thought was super cute. They said it oozes a, eclectic beats and enticing sounds, which Dang. just sounds very dreamy.
0: Well, so along with like all the different set designs, that's what mm-hmm. I was saying earlier. They don't really miss any details. No. Like each Stage looks very different it's Mm -hmm. got all the lights and gizmos to go along with it that's one thing that tomorrowland is very famous for right the lights the fireworks the showmanship of it all Mm -hmm. and i know i've talked on it in past episodes i think showmanship without music to go along with it kind of takes away from the show Mm -hmm. but showmanship as part of good music adds Adds to to the experience for sure and i definitely suggest y'all look up videos online of sets tomorrowland has old sets all over their youtube page Mm -hmm. you can watch like the firework shows the light shows that go along it's well worth
1: it honestly i know
0: i know one year supposedly they went a little overboard people were saying they used some very high intensity lights and Uh, some people were saying it it hurt their eyes oh wow i I think uh the lighting effects company got blamed for it or something like that but
1: those uh, fireworks do look insane did i don't know if you saw any from last year's but the main stage looked kind of like a spaceship mm -hmm. and so the fireworks would cross from one side to the other i don't even know how they did it but it looks so cool
0: yeah fireworks flamethrowers that's nothing new for almost every music festival has has that now but tomorrowland takes it up a notch yeah and in my opinion from what i've seen does it better than than any other one i've Mm -hmm. seen there's obviously also lots of things to do aside from music at the festival i wanted to touch on some of the things that exist Okay. So there's actually a tattoo stand. You can go and get tattoos done there. Okay. There's a bunch of a bunch of other little things too. There's a library. There's a post office. A love chapel. Wait,
1: and, a love chapel. Can you go get married there?
0: I don't think you can get married there. I don't, uh, think, I don't think there's like an ordained minister or anything like that. But rip. they they do have their own newspaper too. So what, really, you, know, you can go pick up a newspaper each day of the festival. That's
1: cool. So they basically um, they make it like a little town.
0: Yeah so along with that they also have the camping area is called dreamville okay you don't have to camp it's not a camping only one people stay at like local hotels mm. in brussels and whatnot maybe not sorry not brussels in uh broom boom boom sorry <laughs> i'm getting them mixed up here in
1: broom <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh sorry belgium but so dreamville is like it's camping area you can bring your own camping stuff they also have a bunch of pre-made campsites okay and it goes all the way from like little pre-made tents you you can buy mansion packages too, private mansions what like, you know and rent those out okay for, so when
1: we go we need to go vippp oh stay my in the mansion this
0: this would be way out of our budget
1: do you happen to know how much it was
0: no because the mansion packages you have to email for information on wow I did look up like the the tiers below that there's like ensuite how c- much kind those? of those were four to five thousand euros for the
1: whole for, weekend yeah per for the person package.
0: I'm not sure exactly. I think it came like for two people and two passes with it. So Hmm. it's not like terrible. And that's actually I
1: guess that's not that bad.
0: I mean it's expensive for sure. Yes, no, don't get me
1: wrong. But
0: Tomorrowland also, from what I've seen, is also known for not being one of the super outrageously priced festivals. Yeah, the tickets by themselves are not terribly out of budget compared to like, like Coachella is more expensive, right. I think. And I'd say probably less value. Also, one thing I've, I've noticed from my reading online, again, haven't been there. But the food and drinks are, mm-hmm. are more economical as well. Like you can get a beer for three dollars. Yeah, I saw Well, three, three euros. euros I saw
1: that. I was like, you would never a U.S. festival could never. I mean, even
0: even at like a U.S. bar, you can't get beer well, that cheap. Not Unle- here. Not unless in it's California. like a, a Bud Light or something. That's
1: true. Like unless it's a Bud Light at happy hour but in it's, like but Mississippi. It's, <laughs> it's Belgium,
0: so I'm sure they have great beer there. Yeah, I think that's, like that's the, true. The, the main uh, hydro source at the a good festival, point. I would imagine.
1: That's a good point.
0: But yeah, along with the food, there's also fancy dinners you mm-hmm. can do. There's a bunch of like kind of food experiences you can do. You, If you want those really good options, you gotta book them ahead too.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Make
0: sure you get them so you can get like wild with the
1: food as I well. I mean, by the time you go to Tomorrowland, because they curate the experience, you want to know kind of all of the options and like what you need to do to experience as much as you can. I mean, the music, if you go there just for the music, that will probably blow your mind but if you also include all of the other things that you can do I think it just makes it a super unique experience yeah
0: yeah so actually I like that wording curating the experience mm-hmm. one of the, I watched one of the clips from Tomorrowland's YouTube channel mm-hmm. and they they flashed like a story about one of the chefs mm-hmm. and he kind of curated the dinner experience in a way ah. he like the, one of the plates said like lick this you and actually like,
1: lick the plate I
0: guess I don't know but it was like he kind of did an analogy. Like his meal is a concert in and of itself. It's got different stages it goes through and stuff. You can get really into like the Mm -hmm. food stuff there as well.
1: That's awesome. So I guess before we close out, I'm curious, but after learning more about Tomorrowland, is this a festival that you would want to go to?
0: Yeah, for sure. They definitely seem to not leave any stone unturned Mm -hmm. in like Planning it setting it up. I noticed in some of the vlogs I watched on it Like literally the scanners to get into the festival are like designed like artwork. Yeah, so it's crazy
1: When you do go in the future Would you want to go as a VIP and like ball out or would you just want to go GA like we usually do
0: I guess I to be honest in everything I looked at I don't I didn't really see much about the VIP Experience, okay, so I don't know what the difference is there if it's kind of like it is here with VIP VIP sections or what, I definitely would not be dropping for one of those mansions. No,
1: obviously not. That right would probably don't have that kind of money. be
0: in the tens of thousands of dollars. Right. That we do not have. Right. Until you click that subscribe button. Exactly. Maybe one day we will.
1: So while you're at it, what else do you have to do once you click that subscribe button?
0: Give us a review, five stars, if you think we deserve it. It really does help. It helps us bring these episodes to you each week. Share this or any of our other episodes with your friends. They can find us, if they don't have Spotify, they can find us on Apple Music, Amazon Music, pretty much any place you can find podcasts you can find us. Exactly. And also, feel free to check out our Instagram at educate.your.earbuds.pod. You can also find us on Threads with the same handle. And you can also find us on TikTok at educate.your.earbuds.
1: And I have now been posting a lot on Threads because I was out of the Twitter game for so many years and never came back, and now I'm, like, into Threads. Mm -hmm. So be on the lookout.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, didn't you just get a like by a very famous DJ on one of your comments? I
1: did. Not on
0: threads, on Instagram.
1: No, on TikTok.
0: Oh, sorry, TikTok.
1: Yeah, so Alesso did a back-to-back set with Martin Garrix at Tomorrowland, actually, and he posted a TikTok, and I commented, and I said, I think, like, the energy is palpable, and he liked it. (laughs) He actually did, so...
0: Yeah, and if you like this episode, if you want to suggest any future topic ideas for us, you can do that via our email, educate.your.earbuds at gmail.com.
1: Exactly, and if you are at Tomorrowland, we are super jealous. If you are going next weekend, we are equally jealous, but we hope that we get to experience it with you guys at some point in the future. Yeah,
0: send us your pics from the festival to our email too. We'd love to see it.
1: Exactly, and with that, have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Bye, y'all.